The other week, I was re-listening to this show, and I forgot to follow up to something that you said when you said it. And we're talking about the apple fritter, Tim. Mm. You mentioned that you get a little skeezed out at communal microwaves. And I am just excited that I found something that is dirty that you don't like. Because oh, dude, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. And dude, I don't do potlucks either, man. That's just not my jam. During the, like the height of cocoa, like I was like, I think <laughs> during Thanksgiving, I was like, yo, I need to be the first person in that damn line because I know you guys don't wash your hands, and I'm disgusted right. by this. Dude, and I'm being like, like y'all got it all, y'all got it all wrong. That's how you build your immune system. Okay, my good friend oh, Jeremy yeah. Johnson. Yeah, you got to eat. Just, you got to eat out of that dirty microwave. But what is it I about just, a microwave? Is like the the, the just all the food splattered all over the place, man. And just I just yeah, I just don't. It just doesn't work for me. And I you know I can, and I, you know, I I can understand that. Like if I was I, grubby grubby kids' fingers and like going through like uh, buffet lines and so and at this place lines. they had you actually like it wasn't their access to the microwave it was your access yeah it was your access okay so that's that's that see that's the problem then that see <laughs> anyway i look the viewers wanted to know tim they 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 told me actually i told myself i said i have got to follow up with him about this yeah anyway what do you think about um communal so you, so you're a fan of this queen. Like you, you are a fan of, of, oh, yeah. of enriching your environment of yourself by dirty, uh, fine. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. Build your, your flora and your, and your, your fauna. <laughs> and, and, and many might be wondering how in the world is Zach going to make this transition or Tim going to make this transition <laughs> to what Queen does. And this is the journalist in me. I can do it. The transition is, well, you have this system where people are in locker rooms. So talk about a dirty fest, right? Like whenever I'm at the gym and I go into that locker room, I'm like, I wonder when this actual piece of thing was actually cleaned. Mm. That well, is dude, awesome. Yeah, that. I'm telling you what, though, man. They're like to me, like when it comes to locker room stuff. There's the other thing that, it, dude, like the the wet floors, like that in a locker room, that that doesn't yes, work for that. me either. So I used to before, probably like 2019 and before, if I had gone to a pool, I wouldn't wear sandals. Which is absolutely repulsive. Ew. Now I wear sandals. Now I have like specific, <laughs> specific um, gym gym sandals. We're starting this show off just right about the most obnoxious <laughs> things. But that, you know what? Like this is, it's gross. gross. It's gross. Yeah. So I know nothing about you, uh, your business. So, so this will be exciting. I think you and Tim have met uh, a handful of times maybe. Yeah. We uh, first, first interaction was Start Peninsula last year. And I'm I'm curious to get a little uh, a little to check in to see how things have progressed because I think that because I from the time that you pitched things have like you, there was like a either either a, a minor pivot or there was a pivot in in terms of how you message what it was you're doing because the the second time that I saw you then all of a sudden it was either you or maybe it was Evans 
or uh, Eileen that, that had said something. And then I was like, ah, now, now I get it. But there was a small tweak in the messaging, I believe. So I'm looking forward to catching up on that. Yeah, I, um, I, <laughs> that was my first pitch experience ever. And it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, brutal. <laughs> Only because Eileen from um, 757 Startup Studio, she, judged, she was a judge there. And she was like, she was the one that was just like, to me, I was like, dang. <laughs> you know, yeah, she, uh, nice. she makes, uh, she'll make Zach seem nice. Um, <laughs> and Zach is yeah. usually the one that will uh, ask the tougher questions. But uh, yeah, she she was, I, I, I just, I just sit in the background I mean, as an MC of the, uh, the program. I'm thinking, wow, this is, you know, we're, this is just to validate, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we, we're jumping the gun right. a little bit in some of these questions and uh, it's, well, as you know, you know, you know, I feel like the, the beautiful part about that and the, the part that I took away, I think the most uh, valuable thing that I took from that interaction was that Eileen, um, she made me explain to her, she, this is of course afterwards, but in that moment, I realized my audience, like I have to talk to, I have to be able to talk to my audience and not assume anyone knows anything about, you know. The, and that was great feedback. That, partnerships or that uh, so I, I teach the Pitch Perfect class for those that are watching and listening. And so some of the feedback when Zach was a judge was that, you know, that, that a lot of the, the pitchers don't understand, especially this being the first time that they pitch, is that this is the first time that any of the judges have ever heard at you or anything about the right. business. So you can't assume that they know what you know right especially when it you doesn't matter months. it doesn't matter like who uh you know who, who the person is because like eileen is from silicon valley right and she was like i love i love her she is the best person to talk to your idea about because she will tell you how garbage it is until well, I, you make her understand what it is <laughs> i tell you the most humbling experience that i ever had was uh, I was asked to um, for, to do like a a business expo type of booth thing uh, for a high school, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, when those high schoolers, uh, when those students, if they didn't know or if they didn't understand, they, they were just like, they told you, they told you <laughs> in, in a hurry, right? And uh, I was like, wow, that that was that was great. But how about you, Zach? Even if your audience does know who you are and thinks they know what you do, you should still be able to articulate that back to them because it's, it's you know, that muscle memory, if you will, of, of that repetition of, of being in there. So it is really important to know your audience. And I it think, is, yeah, I think at events like a start peninsula or any kind of pitch fest, mm -hmm. like there, I, I like, I find them heavily flawed for the entrepreneur because they're getting feedback from people who aren't their customers. So if that person or like a, like a 1 million cups or just like anything like that, like I, I feel like the person who's pitching really has to understand, like take all this feedback in, but understand that like a lot of the people who are giving you the feedback are never and will never be your customer. So just be very mm. cautious in what they're saying, dissect it afterwards. But I think a lot of people hear that feedback and, and, and they're it's 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 too general 
or you 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 haven't figured out how to like maneuver that and they're just like oh my god like i, I need to do all this stuff like and i remember i've pitched a couple of times where people would give feedback and it's like i have already figured out that what you just said doesn't work but i am not in a space where i can say that because right, it wasn't right. it wasn't the right thing and so they're making me on on stage look like a donkey when it's like I know that that is, like it seems on surface that that should be what works, but I can guarantee you I have a thousand people that I've tried that on and it doesn't work. And I, mm -hmm. at this point, I don't think it's me, right? I think it's that person, even though it seems like they should be the right fit, it's actually not. So mm -hmm. it, it's situations like that are very difficult, I think, for the entrepreneur, especially a first timer, to really understand, like, okay, like they might be like, they might really be hurting my feelings. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. Right. Um, they're trying to get into it, but there is this like thick skin mentality in there that if you've never been there and you think your baby's perfect, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a tough scenario to, to be a part of. I, I stopped your yeah. question, Tim, before you, what, what were you asking me? No, what, what, what was the toughest environment that you had ever been in uh, that you found that you got the most brutal or honest feedback? Mm, let me think about that. <laughs> I don't does know. It uh, I mean, like, or does I, it not happen enough? As you think about it, though, I mean, so that's I mean, what, like one thing that if you don't have that messaging down and then if you're like learning on the fly and then you're in a position where you have to say it over and over and over and over again, it's amazing yeah. how quickly you can build a bad habit. And then and it's then it's really, really difficult to correct that because that 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 habit has been formed and really, really quickly. Well, sometimes yeah. like from, from an event perspective, maybe not even a pitch, just like what people expect, you know? So like maybe the first start in Norfolk where like it was really rough, like, so start Norfolk is like a start peninsula queen. Right. It was um, the in person start peninsula used to be in person, but now it, um, this was in person. We were expecting like 50 people to come to the first one. I think like 150 people showed up. We were in a oh, really wow. small room. So like it was it was great from that perspective of like, oh, this is very like overwhelming and exciting. But then like there was a lot of people who had their opinions of like, like they're not ready for this and blah, 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 blah. So maybe something like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe a one-on-one -on -one pitch when I was trying to fund Hatch in, in, in some of those funds like Maybe something like that where people will ask me things like, I remember I asked someone who's fairly wealthy in town, extremely wealthy in town. I went in there for three things that I wanted the person to do. And they they basically poo-pooed on two of them. And the one thing that they did do was write a check. I asked for a heck of a lot more money and they were like, absolutely not. But they still wrote a check at the end of the day, which I guess was nice. But like, I think they gave me like um, 5% of what I asked for. Oh. I asked for a lot. And I think they get like, <laughs> which, like, but they still got it. I was still able to capitalize on, on that person's uh, name and, and leverage it to, to get other people sure. on, which is if you think of your historical shopping malls, the anchor tenant, have an anchor tenant. If you're raising money, I think there's a, a real big actor um, um, opportunity there. See the anchor can be a positive word. Imagine that Silicon anchor. I know. Right. <laughs> Someone the other day said anchor. That's a negative word. I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I, I disagree. Like, no, no, yeah, we we greatly appreciate you guys in our in the community. Um, so, for sure. I, 
I just Tim, you guys start will start Peninsula is like where I first got my any experience uh, with the micro pitch or not just at that micro pitch event, but the um, pitch perfect. Well, and it's just, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, that's one of the things that uh, we've been doing this long enough that, that we can say the same for a lot of companies and uh, to see some of the companies go through uh, capital raises and uh, whatever the case is, it's just all this stuff takes time and people don't realize that it just, you just have to let things, they just have to manifest, right? That's exactly right. So, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, this is just one chapter of, of your journey. Where, tell us about your journey now. Right? Tell us about uh, Borrow My Keys. Sure. Yeah. So um, my name is a queen of fame. Most people just call me queen. Um, my company is Borrow My Keys. Uh, we're pretty much our goal is just to make uh, travel planning the most forgettable experience and you know, taking a vacation. Uh, we we automate key management so that people with uh, short-term rental properties and short-term rental like vehicles, RVs, anything with um, anything that's peer-to-peer sharing, we kind of help just help hosts manage their keys remotely, and um, and that boosts income for the host. And then on the traveler side, the guest side, we just want to make this, the process seamless. So you get off the airplane, you step off your plane. You don't have to plan for a car or a house, wherever you want to stay. You just come to our kiosk and get your keys all in one spot. You know, it's interesting as you say that one of the biggest things about like a DoorDash or Postmates back in the day uh, before Coco, which for the listeners who don't know, Coco is my abbreviated version of that dreaded thing that happened around this time three years ago. If I recall, that was when Tim and I did our first show, um, the coronavirus. Um, one of the worst things about DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub is you, ha- you just have to go meet the person. And you have to like, you know, say, hey, how are you? You know, sorry, I didn't give you a good enough tip, whatever. Then when when Corona came around, they just clicked a button that said, leave it at my door. And they dropped it there. And that instantly became like so much, so valuable. It was like, good. I know mm-hmm. I have to see this person. And it kind of reminds, it it, 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 it makes me uh, link to this where it's like, well, if I don't have to see the host, that's even better for whatever reason. I, I don't, I don't know why people don't want to see people. Like, is there any thought behind that? Like it's, it, it just, just seems feel like, like that person wasn't like invited on your vacation. You know, I mean, some people are um, social butterflies and they really want to be a part of the exchange of keys in the customer service. And I get that. But for the guest side, I mean, I've done hundreds of customer interviews sitting at the airport. And I know for a fact that people don't want the host to be a part of their vacation. Like, that's not impressive. But, you know, I'm not here to, you know, change any, anybody's mind as far as that goes. I'm here to create an option for people who have physical keys and they want, you know, the most seamless process for their guests. How do you, how do you tie into a, um, an Airbnb, um, a VRBO, uh, a so Toro or whatever? How, yeah. how, do you, how do you tie into this? Is that, I mean, is that? How those would 
those are uh, people that host that that um, provide guest uh, properties or you know that use Airbnb or Turo or Art uh, Outdoorsy for RVs. That's one of my favorites. Um, they are it's kind of like a partnership, you know, like we help them boost their earnings by making their properties available 24 seven. So they can enable instant access. I, I've been a Turo host myself for many years since uh, they were relay rides, right? Like uh, 2016 was when I started. And I was a single mom. And I was working. Um, I was working full time, was going to school, and I was bringing a little extra income in with uh, hosting my vehicle. But the part that sucked was trying to get keys to my guests, whether it's, you know, them coming to my house, ringing my doorbell at night, or me having to get my little, my little girl up at night with her pajamas on and her hair looking all like that. Um, <laughs> and then going to the airport, dropping off a car. It was just ugly. So... <laughs> No, Zach, I'm just, you know, I'm telling you, I feel you. I'm about to leave this call. <laughs> no, no, I, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it brings back memories, so it helps. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned that, 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 that whole Turo thing, yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, that could be, that could be a, a pretty cumbersome. Yeah. Cumbersome process. Especially when you have small children, so you know, she was, you know, she's still, a, she's 10 now, but, you know, then she was a lot younger, um, and just getting her up in the middle of the night, that wasn't fair to her, you know. But even, like, a Facebook marketplace, like, I never want to do, because I don't want to see the person. I just really? don't want to go into that exchange. I, I just don't. Like, yeah. I don't want to find, like, an easy verify has taught me that, like, hey, like, these things are a little risky in, in a situation where I got to go meet a stranger, mm-hmm. and I hope the hell that they're, they're, who they say they are. And yes, there's ways to, to verify and make sure use easy verify.com, you know, to that, that's their pitch is that they're all on that. But like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, a weird scenario to be a part of. Yeah. It's like, I'd like to trust humans, but, um, you know, you know I mean, it can, right. It can be very sketchy. And if it's, if it's, uh, you know, if, being, you know, as a man, it's sketchy for you. You can imagine being a little woman, like when we have to, I'm, I'm making good money, but I got to bring my car out here to some alleyway or something crazy. Cause sometimes you have to take your car to the person's house. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. those are just some of the scenarios that, you know, made me feel like uh, maybe I can do this differently. Like what can I do to, um, help women boost their income? Because, the difference between me not being on instant booking, like making my car available 24 seven, and then, you know, enabling that uh, instant book, uh, instant booking feature was um, like $2,500 or tw- about a $2,000 difference. So I went from making $500 to $2,500 a month on average. And it was a no brainer. I had to, you know, if I wanted to earn max earnings, I had to make that available. But, how could I do that in a safe manner was the challenge. <laughs> so how does it, how does it work? Yeah. When I hear about the, the, the lockers or the, the machine mechanisms, how enlighten us. Yeah. Okay. So we have a software and uh, software and hardware, hardware integration. Um, there's a, basically a progressive web app, right? Like you don't have to download any apps. If you don't want to you just go right to our web, uh, our web application. And you, as a host, um, 
you can log in, make your properties available. You can you can manage all your rentals in one space. So your house, your car, your RV, your storage space, if you want to. Anything with physical keys, we we house those physical keys. So you can um, kind of put everything there. And then as people need them, they can click on the website, uh, look and see what's available in that particular kiosk in their area and go there, type the type of a code that they're giving or scan a QR code and the lockbox opens up with their keys. So it's a small locker just for keys and the UV light inside also disinfects the keys just for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. How do you, how does, uh, how do you prevent people from like uh, not swapping uh, some undesirable type, <laughs> stuff you know you always see the movies like the uh the train station you know, you know that's where people uh do all the exchanges in those lockers and that kind of thing is is that just or or the locker but yeah i'll stop there so you mean like drug you mean like drug deals it could be that or it could be anything i'm currently know. watching the show the wire and i feel like there are a lot of drug deals on the wire so like yeah uh well hopefully you know, hopefully we can prevent that by using um you know, QR codes from the host. So you got to, if you're a host on Toro or Airbnb, you, you know, you have to, we validate that and make sure that you actually have a property or a car or something to share with the community. And, and do people yeah. use those kind of like scenarios to drug deal? I like, guess it's a known thing or did you just come up with this Tim? Cause it seems fascinating. Well, no, not so, necessarily, not necessarily not the borrow. Thinking locker box but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, no i'm just thinking like uh well i mean well there's been a time or two where uh terry my wife has rented a car um to, to go up to northern virginia and like you know she gets in the car and the, the thing just is just reeks of of marijuana or mm. i have a friend who's a uh whatever uh a all-star turo host and it's just mm -hmm. uh watching and reading, I think he, I think he calls it like the Turo Chronicles. We'll have to have him on the show at some point. But, you know, I mean, like the, the chronicles that he has of just the stories that he comes back with is just insane. And uh, at least with him, it's a little bit easier because for the most part, he rents. He he has a fleet of Teslas that he uh, that he that he rents out. So at least there, you can just download the app. They sign in with the password, and then that's the key. So, uh, but True. man, yes. the stories that. Uh, that he comes back with or that you can follow on Twitter is pretty crazy. So do you have the liability oh. or does that, Oh, this is the door just open. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> My cat literally just opened the door and screamed. Uh, I was really, I, <laughs> so there was like this newscast like five years ago where the kid came in and the guy was on like, I think it was BBC or something. Yeah. I can't remember, but like, I was really hoping for that moment right now. The cat crying is, is you know, that's that's exciting, I guess, but not as, um, or maybe we were going to see a ghost. Well, I, I was, I, I, I figured you wanted to see one. the ghost. I figured. I was thinking it might have been like the Easter bunny in that picture that uh, your cup is now. <laughs> oh, my little, yeah. That's my baby. She, this is my why. <laughs> She's my why. <laughs> Do you, do, you have a, you have a technology background? I actually work for IBM. Um, 
I started working for IBM in 2019. That's what brought me to North Carolina. And then COVID, COCO happened. And then uh, we went remote. So um, that's a, I, I'm a storage engineer. I don't know that I would necessarily say I have a technology background, but not yet. No, not necessarily. No. I'm not I'm by any means a software developer or anything. So you, you outsource, you have a person on your team. How, how did you get the, the technology built? Yeah, so um, I was able to meet James Doe Jr., who was uh, CEO of Diaphanous, and he's in start- 757 Startup Studios. He was in the cohort before me, and then um, he's there. He was, uh, I guess he, they got an extension, and he's just been so lovely at, you know, just sharing his time and his advice and wherever the help is needed. He's there to help with technology because that's what they do. James is a good, good dude. I really like James. Yes, a lot. he is. He is like doing so much more. Um, I wish that. I don't know. It's like I would love to just, you know, be like bring everybody his way. Because I mean, he, you know, to have people around him that he can kind of get empowered to also help. Um, he, he's a really awesome guy, and I, I can't thank him enough. <laughs> we would not be where we are right now if we didn't have him. Because he was able to really get my brain down to the nitty gritty as far as having an MVP and kind of, you know, just allowing me the freedom to learn, you know, in different ways, but also saying, Hey, this is, um, you got to think, you know, this is the MVP and then like, let's build this. This is what needs to be built. So for right now, an MVP is minimum viable product, right? So, so the my machines- dreams were here and, he kind of like <laughs> the 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 machines that are that you're getting ready to receive is that considered part of your MVP or uh, is that one step, two step, three steps past the MVP? Where, where so where are you at in the process now? Um, I would like to say yes, it's a part of my MVP. If I ask James, he'll probably say that I am the MVP <laughs> because. I've been doing it so far just manually, um, changing lock codes on like lock boxes or um, kind of just manually like running around. I have a couple clients right now that I do help. Um, and it's just been me, you know, my, my, my way of testing the waters without putting up a whole bunch of money. Now that we've kind of tested it a little bit, I did get a machine built and um, we're gonna be, James is actually helping write software to have the machine um, pop open with a with a certain locker code, so that's a, that'll be launching at the end of April, mid to mid to late April. And, and where are you going to put the put that machine? Um, in Virginia Beach, in the Peninsula Town Center. Our goal was to have it at the airport, but the airport is you know is uh we. <laughs> They, we have to, it's TSA, right? Like security reasons. They don't like to have uh, lockers in the airport. So we're just trying to, yeah. But, but when you're talking about, so so when you're talking about customer discovery, MVP, thinking right. about judges on stages, like to me, that mm-hmm. right there, like the assumption could have been, we're going to put this in an airport to start, right? Mm-hmm. And then you realize real quickly that that assumption for that TSA thing basically poo-poos it, right? I mean, is there a way around that at any time? Or do you have to come so off of that? 
we've gotten some good feedback from like the Charlotte airport and they, they suggested the air, the airport uh, garages and parking lots, which works for me. I mean, the goal is just to have a seamless experience for the guests. So if the guest yeah. kind of knows up front, they can just, you know, I mean, fast forward, you know, a year or two from now when there's a machine at every major airport and everybody knows they just hop off the plane and go to this machine or just like look at their phone, see what's available at the machine at the airport. They don't really have mm. to, you know, but try they don't to find want anything. After TSA is what they're. That's that's where they're I think at. it's uh it will just inside that airport the facility itself mm. for some reason is just and then I've I've actually talked to someone um that said behind TSA may work. You just have to figure out how how to make like a partnership with TSA. And then that we're talking like adding on like a job trying to get TSA to yeah. put at that point I I would think that the cost would get to be uh, too exactly. high. To, um, exactly. But sometimes in situations like that, it's it's like, okay, like how much time do you spend trying to facilitate that answer instead of, okay, right. like let's keep this on the back burner. This is a great idea once we have a lot more traction. But right now this doesn't make sense because they're just going to – they're just going to crap on it the entire time. And I could literally spend my entire life trying to get this to work and it may never work because right. of this facility of this one aspect of it, when it could be somewhere else, like a, a mm -hmm. more, a, a more open space. And that's kind of what we're doing now Zach. like, we just figure, Hey, let's just help someone. I don't right now. It may not be, um, you know, as easy for a guest to get to town center and then get to their Airbnb in Norfolk. But we may be able to help somebody who's already in Peninsula Town Center in Virginia Beach. And they say, well, you know, I have a property here. And it just so happens that someone who's renting is already on their way to that property, right? So, hey, they the, the kiosk is here. Um, just get the keys from the kiosk and head yeah. on up. So... We're, we're looking for, you know, um, people in the community that are willing to at least give us a try, try it out, um, see what works and what doesn't and how we can help, how we can improve. Yeah, I'm just thinking like uh, even like how does how do like UPS and FedEx, how do they handle the keys to all their delivery vehicles every morning? You I go, mean, you go and you get like a lockbox and you have a key. And you have a bunch of, they have an app that's uh they all have to go and pick up basically a, um, a bag that has the keys, a phone that tells them where to go. That tells them where to go, what to truck and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a meaning really? point. Yeah. Okay. There's videos on, there's videos on YouTube about that. Well, I've yeah, looked, that, I've looked that up before. Uh, yeah. Because like, the thing where, that's really interesting, like, uh, like UPS, like part like they I can't remember what it is, but they uh, they they train their drivers to always step out with either their left or their right foot because that will shave a half a second off every time they get out of the vehicle. Oh my God. Only, only left turns or something too. Yeah, and they I only make right turns. Yeah, right turns. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just that thinking, like nice. places like that, when time really does matter, if, if you could right. shave. Yeah, there's. Have you ever gone on Amazon and seen like where your package is, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, it's ten steps away or 10, yeah. 10 drops away." Yeah, it's in your neighborhood, and it's literally the next ten houses on your street. You're like, "Damn, everyone's <laughs> buying this thing. It's crazy." <sighs> That's a That's more what... recent thing after Coco. After Coco. Okay, so thinking of brands and names, I'm, I'm, 
I'm fascinated by the name of your company. Um, and this is where maybe um, Devil's Advocate Zach comes out. The 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 mean question Zach comes out. Okay, so you have a word that's a common word, borrow, but you spell it differently, and then it has the the um, umlaut. The who's umlaut. The umlaut. I don't know what that is. You can't it's be what, mean, Zach, if you can't say umlaut. <laughs> umlaut. <laughs> it's the two dots above the a. Yes, thank you. See. So the two dots above the A, which is what I was going to call it. Um, come on, man! Like I am not smarter than a third grader or a fifth grader, or whatever it is. Like let's like let's go. But like that's a difficult thing. I obviously can't. I don't think put an umlo. How do you spell it? U M L O umlo. I whatever. L A U D, I believe. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Um, why spell it? Um, not the typical name. Why add the two little dots above the A? What was the whole background behind that? Okay, so <laughs> what had happened was... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you start off with what had happened was. No, uh, so my, my daughter came up with those, and she initially wanted them to be hands that were, like, uh, kind of, like, reminded you or put you in the mindset of like someone giving someone something. So she, you know, that's my, that's my, uh, my co-founder. So I, I, you know, put the hands there. Initially our design was a lot different, but we hired a designer who kept the idea of the two dots over the A. Um, and then now they represent, each color represents a phase in the UI and the user experience or the user interface. But initially, yeah, the, it was just, it was like two hands that were like giving keys or hmm. receiving keys. And, and you're not concerned with people not knowing how to spell it, not worrying how to pronounce it, things like that. There isn't that aspect of it. Um, I, I mean, I'm hoping that the, the brand itself is kind of catchy and, you know, more so our, uh, our color and I like what we, you know, when you see this burnt, burnt red burnt orange box you just know that it's a borrow box and not necessarily have to care about how it's spelled but um you know that's the goal as far as branding if that makes sense does that answer your question Zach? yeah it does <laughs> what uh talk to us about the unit about the economics of the business where what have, where are you at with that and what have, what did you find out during your customer discovery um okay yeah so we are like early stage and I, I know I say pre-revenue, but we um, we have a couple clients. So that's a good thing. We're happy to have um, a couple clients helping us validate our idea. But we are going out and still uh, we're, we're a part of the ICAP program, this, this current cohort. So we're going to do a, a lot more customer discovery and, you know, kind of be there at the airport, at the at the the pain point, I guess, <laughs> and also, um, you know, trying to talk to, also talking to hosts from the Airbnb side and the peer-to-peer -peer sharing side, gotcha. and seeing how that how that works. But um, yeah, for now we're early stage and not really bringing in much revenue right now. What's valuable to us is data, so that's like we're rich in data for right now. 
Got it. Well, your customers will tell you everything that you want to or everything that you need to know. So, uh, yeah. What's more important, the 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 host or the buyer? That's a good you? question. Um, I'm going to say I, I honestly feel like the guest, the end user, the guest that um, rents the place or the car, I feel like they are the goal. They're the, you know, um, most important, I guess. So are you marketing to them or to the host then? Both sides. Because I, yeah, you know, we've been talking thirty-seven minutes or, or or so. Like, I I didn't ex I didn't think this was a double-sided marketplace until just now. Well, the, yeah, I wanted to touch on that too because I I started picking up on that and I was like, gosh. So somebody recognizes the branding, they see the the burnt orange red box, and they're like, man, I need to rent a car. Yeah, is there like a QR code they can scan to see what kind of car might be available, and then they can do everything that way? Convenience-wise, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I feel like that is the reason why it's going to be uh, more so the guests that kind of push it is the convenience. Like you can just walk by. It's kind of like, um, you know, like Redbox, right? Like everybody knows right. when you pass Redbox, you know, it's movies there. And you say, oh, well, let's get a movie. You know, you don't have to think about anything else. You, you can go right there. So that's what we, the, the goal is to just have it where if you need rent a, a rental car or a place to stay in a pinch, you just, you see the box and you go there and grab key but is this actually on the host's website no or no it would be so the host would still keep their um like airbnb or um but in their communication they could say like hey if you're looking for this this is where you pick it up and that would make the convenience easier yeah they can say that mm -hmm. to their guests but the so the, the goal is to have somebody be able to walk up to it and just say, I'm, I need this now. So they scan a QR code. They look and see what's available in this particular box. And then they get the keys from there. Or, you know, if, you, if they did some planning, because right, we, we want to make the planning, we, we're trying to take the planning part out of it or make it at least forgettable. Everybody that goes on vacation um, and comes back with a story about picking up keys, that's not... You know, that's not, they don't have a great experience to tell you about picking up keys. So the whole goal is to make that part of them forgettable and just say, hey, you know, when they get off the plane, they pick up keys. They like a kiosk is here. Let's get keys from a, the borrow kiosk. Pick up keys and go. Yeah, I'm really. That, uh... You have that face. <laughs> well, now I'm just like, I. I... I feel it getting harder and harder for you in this sense where it's like, okay, like I've done exactly what you're talking about. I, well, I haven't done Toro, but I, I have done the other experiences. Um, and yes, I don't want to see that person, but there's this other layer in there that now as a consumer, I have to somehow not just be on their platform that I'm buying from, but now I have to be on the borrow platform too. Well, no, I. Because uh, they're, not, they're not tied together. Like you're not tied into their API. I'm not saying that you should. I'm just. I, 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 oh, yeah, I, yeah. I see it. No, that's valid. It's that's a, valid. We that's we do difficult. We piece. do hope to be. The goal is to be tied into their API. What we don't want to yeah. do is try to reinvent the wheel. We want to keep everybody like we we want to partner with the Airbnbs and the Toro 
And basically, we just reroute the, so if you're a guest, right, we show you what's available in the kiosk, what keys are available. And when you book, you would be rerouted to that Airbnb um, link, right? So you'll see that person's property book there. The confirmation will kick back an API or a confirmation to borrow to say, yes, this person booked and here's, and then it will also uh, text message them the QR code to open up that particular locker. So we are just to house keys and we make it easier for the guests to not have to download another, you know, app. So they will have to you know, sign into Airbnb or Turo to do the official reservation, but it kind of kicks them back to us. Kind of like PayPal, you know, with like merchant websites, right? You pay through PayPal, but then you kind of come back. Yeah. I, um, that makes sense. Yeah. That you look perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, you know, from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, I think that outside uh, the, the airport thing could, that, that yeah, I mean, it could be a blessing in disguise that the airports are difficult because then you don't have to worry about parking costs and all that stuff for the people that get the keys unless the car is parked someplace different. I don't know. I mean, like yeah, some places well, people like, are already like, doing it. We already we're already parking our cars at the airport. So the, the cars yeah. are there. Um, and then, you know, I mean, this is not an option for everybody, but it is an option for people who have physical keys. A lot of people have uh, keys, keys to their vehicle that they can't lock in their car because they don't yeah. have the, the, you know, like the Tesla or, you know, like one of my vehicles, I had an app that I could just lock and unlock from the you know from my phone but not every car has that and not every person necessarily like you know wants to leave their key on the on the tire <laughs> the front driver's side tire <laughs> but like you can get parking passes at the airport and just leave your keys in the garage i mean it cost me like 200 bucks but the the money that you make the fees that you get back i mean that pays for it so i mean it pays mm, it mm. for it so. So your car is there at the airport is really convenient. It's just okay. How do I make sure that my car is not get stolen? With, you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> that, that that makes that's making sense. Now. Um. So we we've got a few different cars. We have um. The don't answer one. This. Don't don't answer. I'm I'm trying to figure out. I, no, don't don't answer. That. I, I, yeah. the I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, a hard. Take your car. Yeah. Hard yeah. Right well, that would be a good way for me to validate this idea. <laughs> See, Zach Miller stole my car. So. I don't know, or anyone else. Yeah. I want to know, I, one thing that's interesting, uh, you you mentioned, um, uh, uh, we have on our show notes about Clubhouse, and that you have a, uh, you're with, you have a, a, a mom, pre, I, I, I'm tongue tied on this. <laughs> Single mom moms with side hustles? Yeah. Well, so like I didn't realize. So like Clubhouse back in the day was like a, it was all the rage, and I didn't know if people still so people still active on Clubhouse. Yeah. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm not like the technical person. I just got introduced to Clubhouse through James. He has a they're doing a project for like it's a mental health awareness project. They've got a project called Teddy Bears for Broken Adults, and I joined, and it was the first time ever that I've been introduced to Clubhouse, and that was just a few months ago. So I was okay. like, "Oh, this is really cool." 
And I just thought, you know, hey, make a space for single mothers who just want to talk about ways to make money on the side. You know, mm. spend more time with your kids and um, and then still have like passive income coming in or can work at, you know, the times when their kids are at school. How often do you, how often do you do, uh, do you, do you, do do you host the, the meeting? I try to do it once a week, um, on Thursdays. I mean, it just gets busy, but it's something fairly new and I haven't grown a following yet. So (laughs) I'll check in and see, see what's going on. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of people that I meet and I'm able to help is like people in person that are rent a lot of time. Most of the time it's like rent, they rented the car and we just get kind of chatting. And then they've like either asked about Turo or like asked about, you know, just asked about ways to make money. So you're a single mom. You are a single mom. So not, not anymore. I have a lovely wife now. Thankfully. (laughs) So when you were putting that together, was that a, was that just something that was difficult for you? And so at the time that it, that's why you had kind of leached onto, to, to that brand, if you will, of, of, of the single moms with, with, with side hustles and, or how'd you get to Um, that? I mean, I just, I kind of, that, it stuck with me that I was going through so much um, borrow. I started borrowing in 2021 and it kind of just stuck with me, the struggles that I was going through for what um, five years, four or five years doing hosting a car on Turo and then hosting multiple vehicles. And then just, you know, the difference between having passive income or some somewhat passive income. Right. And then, having to adjust that because I have a child. Like, I was like, it was like tug of war between do I spend time with my kid or do I like make money or, you know, the quality time um, and that the quality time won. So I, I wanted to make sure that I did what I could do and at least gave other single women with young children an option to like leverage, lever, level the playing field um, and give them an option that's safe and convenient for them to, you know, make more money, but, not have to go out and put themselves in harm's way or like, you know, out there with this in the sketchy situations. Yeah. That's what makes technology a beautiful thing. Just lowering the barrier of entry. uh, And just Mm -hmm. really, it does really level the playing field. What? um, I mean, I was making way less money um, on Turo. And I, and I thought about it, I'm like, people who have a, like a partner or someone who can um, say, okay, follow me up to the airport or follow me to this person's house or like, you know, at least just the security of having another person in the house that somebody comes to your door, like, okay, it's not just me here with myself. Um, I don't think, I'm not going to say it's not fair, but it's just like, okay, let's make it easy for everybody to have um, access to be able to like exchange keys in a safe manner, safe and convenient manner. I'm not sure that I would be cool with like that situation with my wife, <laughs> honestly. Like, and I know <laughs> she can hold her own, but like, I would probably just be like, yeah, that's would rather you not have to um, go through what you went through, Queen. I mean, it's just, it's just the, the, the possibility is, is, right. um, is a scary situation. And, um, 
No, I did and I that heard some I horror first... stories from sure. guests. So, you know, it, get, it safety, gets ugly. The the safety aspect, the the threatening aspect of of these of these tools that um, you guys help um, or, or that are being utilized, like an Airbnb and 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 a Turo and things like that, is it it. Do you find that the security aspect of making something safer is easier to sell because of what you're doing? Or is there still a learning curve on that, that when you're talking with people, it's it, it, it's it's easier to sell what you're doing? I, it's typically my like my target market right now. I'm really honing in on um, women, single women with children. So it's a lot easier. They They kind of. I feel like I know what it, I know what that feels like, and they also they're easier to relate to because I've been there, and that safety aspect is something that they know, and for the most part, they're like just um, kind of relieved that there's something out there that they can do. What's the pricing look like? Um, right now we're in beta testing stage, so we're just. It's a, we're doing free trials, but um, it's $20 a month per locker, $19.99 per locker per month. Uh, we've tested different price points and, you know, I feel like that's like one of those things where we're, we'll get there. Um, but I feel like everybody, it's like a win-win. You, if you host on Turo, you're getting your money back. <laughs> so we make it to where we're not taking, you know, we're not hitting anybody in the head and we're able to make this an option. Well, and if you value your time as a host, the time that you're mm -hmm. saving from driving there and back for every single time that uh, you have uh, an, a rental event occur, I mean, that's just, it's, it's time well, well saved and money well spent. Yes. Yes. And that's why sometimes it's not, it may not be the, option or the best option for some just the fact that it's an option where it may not you know there's a there's a gap where there's no option and so we're trying to fill fill that space with something and um you know make it beneficial for everybody it has all started to come together i'm now definitely understanding the aspect okay okay so there is a box a person who is a host leaves the key in that box and that's theirs for at least the next month. Got it. Mm -hmm. It's not a per transaction type of thing. It's always there. Got it. Right. Right. Yes, that's right. God, I'm I smart. It only took me so long to figure this out. Sorry, that. apologize. No, I think, it, but it's, it, 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 it always being there, I think is, is the thing, not when it needs to be there. Like a, a, a one. -off right. Thing. So we have right now, our client is in California and it's just convenient for him because um, he doesn't have to keep coming back here to change locker codes. And, you know, we, we basically do everything for him right now. But when the, when the machine is here, the QR code will um, automatically be sent to his guests or to, to the guests. And the keys stay there. So when the guest drops the keys back off, we have a little fob. The machine can tell whether or not the key is actually in there. And then um, they, I mean, they can just leave. And then the next person that rents can just, you know, come there. They get a new code. Um, the keys are disinfected. And then kind of off they go. 
So a centrally located peer-to-peer key release system. Yes. Thanks, Zach. Write it down. I did. I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, if, and, if, and if you want a beta test, you're looking for beta testers, and then just go to your website? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I borrow. That's the hardest. Sorry. No, I was just going to say borrow-usa.com, B-A-R-O-U-S-A.com. Yeah, we're looking for um, people that just want to, you know, help us validate our ideas free. We the we really value the, the data and the feedback. So I can't say it's free. We, we value the data and the feedback. So we appreciate awesome. It. What's something that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about? Hmm. I was going to say this upcoming micro pitch, but no, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, seriously, just kind of, we, you know, just how we all tie together in the community. I would, I really uh, just hope that I can give back. You guys do such a good job of giving back to the community and building um, just awareness. You guys give a lot of, I, I would like to be able to do that for the community myself and then bring others and kind of be help, you know, be that glue that brings our entrepreneurs, our small businesses and our community of people together. So appreciate what you guys are doing. And I just, uh, I really would like to be able to do that. Anybody that's watching this can reach out. I'm a wealth of knowledge when it comes to side hustles. <laughs> well, we need more people like you, Queen. So I appreciate that. And, and it takes many, many of like-minded people like all of us to, to, to change the community, to change the mindset and to, to move the needle forward. So for that, thank you. Yes. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you guys. Anything else? Or do you want to leave it at that? Um, actually, I, ha I learned something from Tim and so I'm going to use it right now. Um, I do have something else, but I'm gonna. If you don't, if you guys don't mind, um, can we set a date for another meeting? Um, I have a, I have something coming up. <laughs> I have a meeting I have to get to. So if you don't mind, can we set another another meeting? There you go. Is that is that a sales strategy <laughs> to get people so that you have another date in the future? Is that is that? The I, would, I wouldn't that? say that it's a sales strategy, but I mean it's like uh, have something on the calendar just to. Yeah, just to continue the conversation. Continue the combo. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not not a bad technique there, Tim. Congratulations. Well, especially like primarily like when you're in a pitch competition and you run out of time on the the Q and A aspect to be like, hey, I'd like to talk more about that. Let's uh, let's have a follow on meeting. I've judged that what two or three times. I've never heard someone use that. I want to hear someone say that at one of these pitches. <laughs> that would be well, a lot of times. But I, I tell them to slide that off. into slide it into the, the into the DMs. Got it. Slide like sliding DMs. it in the DMs. There it is. Yeah. Okay. It only took episode 151 for someone to say that. That is. <laughs> I'm sure someone said it before. Well, just slide into the DMs. There you go. Okay. Queen, appreciate you. Wish appreciate you the very, you guys very best. Too. Thank you so much. Hope to see you uh, very soon, Tim. I, I'm I glad their so cat too. made an appearance too. That was just absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you like him. He's he's 
funny. Dude is like, he trips when I'm not around for a while. So I wish that I could have had some cool effect to make it look like it was a ghost coming in and then you would have been happy. Well, but, maybe uh, when I re rewatch this back, there will be a yeah. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you, you may. You never know. I don't know. Appreciate your time, Queen. Thank you much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Peace. Take care.